0: so is there like a rule about going no contact with the narcissist it seems like that's like the popular advice the popular thing to be able to say to people but is it actually like a rule is it actually something that like you should do this or you should not do this today we're going to explore that we're going to walk into a little bit about going no contact with a narcissist what that looks like and how it actually works or doesn't work in your situation and start to move forward from there If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse and help provide people with the tools to be able to heal from the toxic relationship that they're in. If you haven't already hit subscribe so you can see more of the videos that we come out with or like or rate or review. If you're listening on the podcast today, thank you so much. Um, When we talk about narcissistic abuse and we talk about going no contact, like it is extremely hard for a lot of people to go no contact. You might be coming from the frame of like, well, I don't go no contact with people because that's rude or that's mean. Or if I go no contact, then it shows that the relationship is actually over and I'm not sure I'm ready to give up on that. There's a lot of different stories or thoughts that go through people's minds when they get to the place of going no contact and considering it, oftentimes they'll want to run away from that option. It feels too hard. It feels too painful. So there's a lot of emotional back and forth. There's this turmoil that comes up when I say go no contact and you're like, wait a second. This is the person that I've loved and I've connected with for two years, five years, 20 years. Like that's not very easy, right? That's not very easy to be able to hear or to be able to just flip a switch and be like, okay, go no contact now. It's going to be a piece of cake. Oftentimes when you go no contact, it's going to get worse. It's going to get harder. It's going to get harder because you're going to go through withdrawal symptoms, almost like an addict would being addicted to drugs, is once you're away from that person, you're like, wait a second, I've been used to this for such a long period of time, whether that's the communication, interaction, or just the abuse, where you get used to it and it feels safe because it's what you know. Oftentimes, you'll have this like addictive piece that will want to pull you back over and over and over again. And so when I say go no contact, you might be like, I don't know if I can do that. But what happens if you don't like what happens if you're going back and forth with this contact piece? Where does it actually break down? You see, a lot of times there's this battle of trying to resist contact of like, well, I'll just lower contact and I won't actually interact with them that much. I just won't talk to them that much. But then each time you get a text or you get an interaction or you get an email like you start to have this urge of like ah but i, I want to tell him he actually he accused me of something and that's not correct he he, he said something and that's not right he's attacking me like i want to be able to defend myself and people oftentimes will try to go no contact but they'll still read interact see different stuff with from the other person and they'll still establish communication and oftentimes, this will get you to a place where you start to wonder, like, am I making the right decision? Because he's been trying to reach out, so he must still love me. He must still care. Oftentimes, thinking that a hoover means the person cares, when oftentimes the hoover just means control. We had a video just the other day about hoovering and about what that actually looks like. So you're to understand how they try to suck you back into the relationship and how to be able to combat that. And so you might be wondering, like, maybe I'm not doing the right thing. Like the whole goal for the narcissist, like after this piece of like you breaking up or deciding you're going to leave or considering no contact is what do I have to do to make sure that she still stays into contact with me? What do I do to keep the door open? If I can keep the door open, there's a chance that I can get back and I can manipulate this person even more. There's a chance that I can keep this person in my life and maintain the image and the ego that I want to be able to appear to have in front of other people. So you need to understand, like the whole goal is just keeping that door open. If the narcissist can keep that door open, he can always come back and forth. Okay. So that's a piece of why some of the no contact rule even showed up. Okay. But then you get to the place of where you start to stress out about it. You start to have anxiety. You start to be like, I don't think I can go no contact. I can't do it. Like we have kids, we have this, we have all these assets. We're in the business together. Like, I don't think it's possible. And you start to get to a place where it stresses you out to the place where sleep is a problem stress is a problem anxiety panic attacks all these things start to hit you over and over and over again now narcissists are going to try to do all these tactics to break your resolve showing up interacting with you in different ways all this summertime stuff okay so why is there this actual rule what does it actually look like well before we kind of touch into that i want you to see even more so how it is affecting you what i would ask is as you listen to this or watch this like leave a comment of how it's actually affecting you like this thought process of like can i actually go no contact is no contact possible do i have to follow this rule that says i need to go no contact with the toxic person well let's talk through some of the aspects of how it affects you like we've seen this show up with Chronic stress-related health issues impacting your sleep impacting your weight overall just your well-being Like it impacts how you actually look and see yourself. It impacts how you show up We have people that like they, they're constantly stressed. They're constantly under this pressure. They're they're gaining weight They're going through all this stuff and they're like, I don't know what's wrong with me We've had people that have gone to doctors and the doctor's like, yeah, we don't really know. Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. And all of a sudden you go no contact and we see stuff heal up. You're like that seems kind of weird. That's what happens when stress is in your life so much. Fight, 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 flight, or freeze. And you're like, I can't do anything. And oftentimes it affects every single aspect of your life. Every single aspect of your body. It affects you mentally and emotionally. And it affects you spiritually as well. Because you're like, I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if it's right. I don't know if I should. I don't know if it fits in with my beliefs or my values or my religion or whatever it might be. I need to show love. I need to show care. I need to not cut people out of my life. And it starts to make you feel even guilty of like, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe this isn't the thing that I actually should do. And it starts to make you question and doubt it. Maybe you think through your relationships. and You're like, I've never cut anyone off before. Like in all the relationships I've had with all the, the family members that have been frustrating, with all the, the co-workers that have been r- really like abusive or mean to me, with all of the different people in my life, the bullies, like all of this stuff. I don't think I've ever cut anybody off. And it starts to make you think, okay, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe this is just what I should do. I should turn the other cheek. I should just be nicer to this person. I should just not go completely no contact because that seems rude and mean. This painting a picture for you of oftentimes where people are. Maybe you're listening to this video today and you're like, this is where I am. Like, I struggle with this aspect of no contact. Like, I can't do it. I don't don't think it's possible. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's nice to the other person. And you start to think, well, maybe it'll just be okay just to have a little bit of contact or, you know, just to have the door open where they can interact, but I'm not going to respond. All these kind of things. I want you to consider for a moment, what would your life look like if you were able to go no contact and you didn't have this pressure and stress in your life. Like it's affecting you. It's affecting your weight. It's affecting your self-esteem. It's affecting your sleep patterns. It's affecting your stress. It's affecting how you're showing up in your job. It's affecting how you're interacting with other people. It's like it's affecting everything. And so with it affecting everything, we need to get really real and say, okay, what would happen if this piece wasn't in my life? How would my life be different? How would my life be different mentally and emotionally on a day to day basis? How would I be able to go through life without this stress? You might even be at the place where you're like, I don't even know what that would look like. I don't even know what that feels like. I don't a lot of times people are like I don't even know what healthy would be because I'm not I'm not sure. I've never felt that I've never experienced that because this is what I know. This is the abuse that I know. I'm just asking for a moment. Just consider what it could actually be. Can just consider how it could actually be different where you could break free from this cycle. You could break free from the stop process. You could break free from this person that's keeping you stuck over and over and over again. And so you might be like, okay, what about this whole piece of no contact? Do I have to go no contact? Here's the thing, you don't have to do anything. But at the end of the day, majority of people go no contact because they realize it opens up the possibility for true healing. It's what it boils down to. No contact won't heal you, no contact won't save you, no contact won't make it better in the aspect of like, it won't fix you. What no contact does is it provides an opportunity and a space for you to actually grow, change, heal and develop. If you don't have that, it's like, well, I'm trying to heal, but I'm also having all this stuff happen at the same time. Think of it, for instance, I've used this illustration of like, think of yourself being in a pond and it's a dirty pond and you've got this filter and you're filtering out water in this one section and you're getting the water clean and nice again because you're you're filtering out all the crap that's in the pond but on the other end of the pond there is this hose that's coming into the pond that's just filled with all this toxic sludge and it just keeps coming in over and over and over again so you're on this other side and you're like i'm cleaning the pond everything looks great like you know oh there's still more i have to work on but you know at least i'm healing in this area this is what's happening when you don't go no contact is you're doing the right things, but it feels like you're spinning your wheels. Like you're doing the right things, but it feels like I haven't made progress. And you see this all the time. You're doing the right things. You've been in therapy. You've worked on this. You, you, you started to process different pieces, but you're like, it still doesn't feel any better. I still don't feel healed. I still feel like I'm struggling. A lot of times it's because you still have an influence into your life from that person. From the toxicity. And until we actually work through how do you actually shut that influence off without you feeling the guilt, without you feeling the shame, and you understanding the reality of the situation, how we shut that off is very, very important. This is why it's not enough for me just to look at you and say, hey, go no contact. Why? Because if I tell you to do it and you do it, but nothing actually changes mentally and emotionally, you'll still open up that door and you'll still go back. It happens all the time. So that's why even the the clients that I work with, I don't tell them like, hey, you have to go no contact. I wait for them to come to that conclusion based on the knowledge and the information and the tools that we give them to work through that thought process. Because you have to come to that conclusion. You have to figure out how that works best for you and understand that when you go no contact, you will have the best chance of actually healing. You have the best chance of being able to grow to the person you're called to be. But when you still have that hose that's pouring the toxic sludge into the pond while you're cleaning up the other end of the pond, eventually you're going to get tired of cleaning up that end of the pond because you'll be healing for years and you'll never actually get to the place where your healing journey turns into a growth mindset and then you continue to maximize and grow you. I hope this makes sense breaking it down this way so you can actually see that no contact is not this rule of like, you have to do it, but it is an opportunity for you to have the capacity to be able to grow, to be able to develop, to be able to change into the person that you're called to be. However, this helps. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, rate, review, send us a message, we can help.